Well, good day and welcome to Holding Fast. Trust your anchor is gripped firmly to the solid rock of the Word of God. Great to be with you today. I've got my hot cup of coffee beside me. My Bible is open and I'm seeking the face of God and the wisdom of God. And I pray that you've had opportunity to do so as well today, to let the Word of God regulate and govern your day, to get your thinking in line with His thinking. Uh, That's the reason why God has given His mind to our mind through the pages of Scriptures. So it is good to be with you today. Thank you for letting me into your day, and I trust that uh, you're on the right foot here, and you're loving Christ with all your heart, and you're serving Him faithfully where He has put you. We have been turning our attention during the podcast to the Apostle Paul's writing to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3. I noted for you last time there's increased uh, interest today in the last days, what are called the last days prophetically in the Scripture, a phrase that occurs a number of times in the Bible in which the Lord calls us to be prepared for those. One of the ways in which he prepares us for that and for these last days is that he writes to the Apostle Uh, to Timothy through the Apostle Paul. And in doing so, he commends him in 2 Timothy chapter 2 to be a man of God, a servant of the Lord, one who studies the Scripture, who knows the Word of God, who rightly divides the Word of truth, uh, that he's a vessel of honor to the Lord, a servant of his And so Paul tells Timothy, you need to be a man of God. And one of the motivating reasons for doing so is that there's going to come a time in the last days when it will seem that evil is winning out, where even the spiritual and religious leaders of the day are failing and are becoming corrupt and and evil in many of their ways. Uh, he goes on to tell him during those last days, those those time that time will be punctuated by perilous seasons, by perilous times, savage times, that the entire last days will not be characterized by an unbroken string of this kind of wickedness, but. It will punctuate these last days while we ache and long to see our Lord return. It should not surprise us that evil men will get worse at times uh, and not be what they are. They will be what they are because of the characteristics that are listed in verses two. Through six in the uh, in the in third chapter of Second Timothy. And so uh, the Apostle Paul begins then in contrast to what he's told to Timothy, he begins in contrast to give a really an enumeration of some 26 characteristic uh, characteristics of individuals and how they will affect those that are around them, what they will be like, and particularly if they're religious leaders, this is going to affect them uh, greatly and those that listen to them. Uh, there are a lot of people thinking that uh, that Christianity is going to uh, continue to win the world and in the sense that we're going to continue to get better and better and better and we're going to end up ushering in the millennium reign of Jesus Christ. The problem with that is that there is no scripture that underpins that teaching. The Bible tells us and uh, uh, in many places that the second advent of our Lord is going to be brought in by the hand of God himself, and the world will be sinking into pandemonium and chaos. Uh, And so we need to be prepared for this. 
As a matter of fact, Jesus rebuked the religious leaders of his day in Matthew chapter 16 because they did not or would not understand the meaning of their times. He said, you hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you can't discern the signs of the times. So I think it's possible that Jesus would have the same rebuke for some Christians today who are unaware of the last days and the soon return of Christ. What will those times be like? Uh, When we look out across the horizon today, even those who go under the umbrella of the term Christianity, uh, a description of the human condition in the last days of perilous seasons begins with a description in verse 2 that underlies all the other teaching that's getting ready to unfold in the next few verses. In other words, all of these characteristics of wickedness and evil men, where they are encouraged uh, uh, wrongly and against the scripture, it's important for us to understand that they all begin with one particular teaching, and that is that men will be lovers of themselves, that they are going to be individuals who are, are overcome and overwhelmed with being told to love themselves unconditionally, and they're going to perpetrate that teaching on other people as well. They are going to be told to love themselves unconditionally, and that really that self-love is the foundation for a healthy human personality. Uh, The self-esteem movement today is perhaps bigger than it has ever been before, and people are told that they don't have enough self-love. And the reality is, the Bible says in chapter 3, verse 2, for men will be lovers of their own selves. That's characteristic of even the age we live in now. Uh, We don't need to be encouraged to love ourselves, do we, folks? Uh, We have a natural sense of self-love that is just, my problem is, I love myself too much, don't you? Uh, Now, I'm not advocating that we should hate ourselves either. I mean, the Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 12 and verse 3, For I say, through the grace given unto me to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Folks, we've got to see ourselves as we actually really are. We need to understand the 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 ugliness of our flesh, the depravity of our being. But I think we also need to understand the glory of what we are in Jesus Christ. And the love of self. The love of self is the foundation for all the depravity that's going to unfold in those last days. It is important for us to understand that that it is the root source of everything else that's going to unfold in the perilous seasons. It's no accident that the first of all these qualities will be a life that is very self-centered. The adjective that is used here means self-loving. Love of self is the basic sin from all which all other issues flow. The moment, and this is so true, I've seen this in my own ministry, I've seen it in people's lives all around me, the moment that a man makes his own will the center of his life, the moment that he begins to make his joy and his happiness the focus of all of his existence, then the divine and human relationships of his life are absolutely destroyed. William Barclay, in his commentary, actually said that obedience to God and to others and love for others 
by that self-love become both impossible. The essence of Christianity is actually not the enthronement, but the obliteration of self. It is elevation of Christ and Him first in all things. So lovers of self aptly heads the list. It's the essence of all sin and the root from which all characteristics spring. Every every failed relationship, every failed marriage, every failed um, uh, personality in relationship to others that are around them, every one of them can find their resource in lovers of self. The center of gravity, if it's natural man, uh, is going to overrule one's relationship rather, uh, with God. Walk with God today, will you? Practice that selflessness of being living in the glory of the Lord, living in the change that He's made in your life where no longer it's about you, but it's about elevating Jesus Christ and magnifying His name. Will you make it a point today to make Him first in all that you do? I assure you, you will be more than well paid for the investment of your effort to make Him number one in your life. Walk with the Lord today, will you? Trust Him. Keep your eyes fixed on Him. He's coming soon. God bless.